0: This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. Hey, welcome back. In this week's episode, I get to sit down with Andrea Waltz. Uh, she is the co founder of Courage Crafters Incorporated and the co author of the best selling book, Go for No. Uh, yes is the destination, no is how you get there. But for almost two decades, Andrea has been teaching people in virtually every business and industry how to think and feel differently about failure, rejection, and the word no to achieve their goals and dreams. The book Go For No reached number one on Amazon's sales and selling list in 2010 and has remained in the top 50 sales books for the last 12 years, selling nearly 500,000 copies. The Go For No strategy has been featured in online and offline magazines and journals, including Success Magazine, Forbes Magazine, and many others. Today, Go For No is a well known methodology in the world of sales and is widely recognized as the singular best program that deals with rejection in business. Here is Andrea Waltz. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Uh, this week we've got Andrea Waltz, author of the best selling business fable, Go for No. It's an amazing book. If you haven't checked, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, but Andrea, thank you so much for being here today and spending time with us.
1: My pleasure, Dylan.
0: Well, I guess if you want to kick it off just by kind of explaining your perspective on what Go for No is all about and just kind of what it means, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it does sound a little negative. So we have created a little bit of a marketing challenge for ourselves. Uh, <laughs> so people here go for no, and they think go for no, why would I want to do that? That sounds horrible. I want <laughs> yeses. I, I get it. Um, but it actually means, uh, it, it's a, it's a process, if you will, a mindset, um, of thinking about no differently. And so instead of avoiding opportunities to hear no, it's going for no and letting those no's come. But in that process, finding the yeses, because really when you avoid success, when you avoid, um, or excuse me, when you avoid failure, when you try to avoid hearing no, uh, that really is a recipe that ensures that you're going to avoid success because they're really opposite sides of the same coin and that's why the subtitle of the book is so important it's yes is the destination but no is how you get there. So when you are going for no, really what we're saying is be willing and actually want to hear no more often because when you do, you will reach more yeses.
0: For sure. And in our career right we're in, you know, direct selling, we're talking to anywhere between, you know, 15 and 30 People every single day about the product that we offer. We do get a, a lot of rejection, and a lot of people, especially in the beginning stages of their of their career, fear that rejection quite a bit, um, just because of how pre- prevalent it is. But uh, why would you say that people fear rejection, and you know how do people how can people handle it better? What, what's your take on that?
1: So sadly, I have great job security, <laughs> okay. and I mean that because uh, everyone is hardwired to not get rejected. right? We don't want to um, get thrown out of the herd, so to speak. It is in our DNA not to be rejected. And so when you start getting rejected, your brain automatically goes into kind of a fight or flight scenario. And uh, one of my favorite quotes, actually, I just came across this a quote from Rory Vaden. He's a speaker author. Yeah. And he said, um, your brain is not wired for success. Your brain is wired for survival. And I love that because that is so true when it comes to rejection. So with the go for no mindset, a lot of what we teach is about how to kind of rewire, we call it reprogramming, how to how to reprogram the way you think and feel about that rejection. Because we all face it, but our brains haven't caught up to the 21st century reality that just because you get rejected by a few people or, or even hundreds of people, this is the pathway to success. This does not mean you are going to be sleeping under the freeway overpass tomorrow, but your brain makes it feel like you will. And so that's the part that you have to to deal with and reconcile because while you're having these feelings simultaneously, um, you know that you have to be taking action. And so what we've seen with all all top performers, successful people in every industry, because uh, we speak to people in a lot of direct sales, but Insurance and financial and um, all kind of retail. Anybody who has to face failure and rejection, we've talked to, and the top people in every profession, they have learned to figure out a way to move through the nose and to do it um, even while experiencing that pain, that discomfort, that awkwardness. And then the more they do it, then of course the less it becomes an issue, and the less they have those fears and they have those feelings I mean, you can never get rid of the, the sting entirely, but (laughs) you, you, you can kind of numb yourself. You can get used to it to where you just go, Hey, it's just part of it. And, and you do that happens by, um, sheer quantity. Absolutely.
0: So I guess, yeah. What are some of your best ideas for putting go for no into action to get results quickly?
1: Yeah. So uh, step one is to create a no awareness. So that means being honest and and having a go-for-no mindset really does require a certain amount of honesty. I I will tell you that when Richard, um, my husband co-author, when he he taught go-for-no to me and when he told me um, the go-for-no story that's in our book, I was like, wow, that really resonates. I get it, but I don't have a problem with no. Like I, you know, I... I don't have any problem. And I'm like a great salesperson. That was my attitude. And then I had to get really honest with myself and admit, I said, you know what? I actually am not as good as I think because I will try to get that first. Yes. And then I won't ask any more like i i wouldn't suggest anything else or sometimes i would let like maybe a streak of nose throw me to where i would be like ah, i'm nobody says yes to this so just forget it i'm not going to bring it up right and so i found myself making a such uh, assumptions and and different things and then when i got honest i just ha- had to admit okay you don't like hearing you think you're really good but you don't like hearing no so i had to start applying it myself so the first thing is to create that no awareness and to really look at how many no's are you getting, like do you even know? A lot of people you ask, how many yeses did you get this week, and they'll know exactly. They'll they'll right. know the exact number, right? You ask them how many no's, and it's kind of like, I have no idea. Right. So when you are intentional about hearing the word no, that's when they really start to pay off, and and that that leads me into the second key here, which is to set what we call no goals. So this means to set a goal for the number of no's you're going to hear in a given day or week. You could do it monthly, but that tends to be too long. People wait till the very, very end. And then, you know, they want to get a hundred no's like on the 30th of the month. That does not work. You you (laughs) want to be consistent, right? We all know consistency works. Amen. So um, setting a no goal is real simple. It's like setting, it's like when you set yes goals, you might have a goal to get three yeses today. So instead um, you can kind of reverse engineer that and say, well, instead of just focusing on the yeses, what if I heard 10 nos today? And I don't necessarily focus on the yeses, let the yeses happen as they will. Uh, You know, don't, don't measure my success just based on the yeses measure it based on the no's. and so what happens is you're going for your day and let's say you get those three yeses but maybe you've only gotten five no's. well previously you would have said hey i got my yes goal and you would have been done for the day but instead when you're going for no if you had a goal to get 10 no's, you'd say well i only have five so I still need to be making presentations. I still need to be talking to people. I still need to be reaching out, and so it really keeps you in action. It keeps you engaged in the behaviors necessary to be successful. And we all know what that what that looks like. It it looks like having um, qualifying people, right, and having them take a look at what we have to offer. And so if you can set a no goal and sometimes people will will read go for no and they get all excited and they're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to get, you know, hundred no's uh, in like this really short period of time. And I always caution people, Dylan, I always say like, okay, you don't have to go crazy. I love that you're it's because it's hard. Yeah. Um, we're suggesting, I'm not saying like, this is not just, I'm going to leave hundred voicemails. This is actual, somebody has considered your offer and they have said no to you, like whether it's text or voicemail or whatever um, in person. And so it can be a little bit of a challenge. But here's the crazy thing is that what if, and and this sounds easy to do, but imagine the the power of consistency matched with this action. What if you said, I'm going to get one no a day every day for this year? what would your business look like at the end of the year? How many yeses would you end up uncovering because you said, I'm just going to go for that one. No. And oftentimes, you know, we don't know where that's going to be, but sometimes it's so hard to get. No, that keeps you in action for a long time. Right. Right. So, so, so no goals is a really fun way to implement go for no. Um, and so that so the and then the final piece to that is really so create your no awareness set a no goal we created something really fun um actually during the pandemic uh, which fun i know fun and pandemic don't go together but <laughs> we were sitting at home like everyone else and uh we created this workbook called the 21 day go for no challenge mm-hmm. and you can challenge yourself it could be 21 days if you want um we so we created this really cool chart and it's got all this all these ways to keep track of your nose and everything, but whether it's um, one a day or maybe do a seven day challenge, you can do 21, you can do 30, whatever you want, yeah. but it's really fun to just challenge yourself and, and to set a no goal and see, see what you can do. It just, it, it really keeps you in action. And then the final thing is celebrate when you hit that goal, yeah. just like you celebrate when you go for yes and you, get the yeses you want for the week or the day, whatever. We're all really good at celebrating yes, right? <laughs> um, we say celebrate no's as much because it, it, there's so much value in the behavior of going for no that you should celebrate it.
0: Absolutely. So what is your mentality with maybes?
1: Yeah, so um, maybes are, are not good, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you want to help people with um, to make a decision. And um, I'm not a, no is such a perfectly acceptable answer that we always say, don't, you don't need to pressure anyone. You don't need to, this is not about manipulating people or, or, or even persuading them. You do have to be an advocate though. And I think sometimes people do need help making that decision. They want, sometimes want permission. Um, Like the air conditioning, air conditioning guy was here the other day and, and he's like, he says, okay, well, I just fixed the thing, no charge. And I'm like, oh my God, an air conditioning repairman just fixed something with and he just told me no charge. Right. Uh, right? I couldn't believe it. But then he had mentioned earlier about this one-year warranty, this service, this like policy thing that we could buy. And I'm like, well, what do you think I should do? And he, pre- and then he spits out, well, 85% of my customers in your town have this policy. So I was like, oh, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> right. And so sometimes we just need someone to give us permission. And I think that's really powerful. But when it comes to those maybes, the best thing that you can do is, is push people off one way or the other. And, and if it if it's a no, just give them permission to tell you no. And often, and this is weird, often that will be the thing that removes the pressure to where they realize okay this person's not persuading they're not manipulating they're not twisting my arm they've just told me i can it's up to me to make the decision and that lack of pressure will often be the thing that has people want to say yes to you so giving people permit which they don't need i mean they know they don't need your permission to tell right. tell you no but when we give them that that freedom that nope that non pressure oftentimes that is the thing that really works.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we live in America, consumer nation, people love buying things, but they hate to be sold.
1: Exactly. So. <laughs> that's I love, That's one of my favorite quotes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it definitely makes a big difference when you can create a buying atmosphere where people actually want to, to buy because they know that they, it is, you know, it's safe to say no and they're not going to be pressured more because they do. Um, but no, I'm, I guess I'm curious, uh, Andrea, what what changed for you? specifically psychologically, when you really started going for no in, in your life and in sales?
1: I started, I learned not to take it personally because I was such a people pleaser. I still am. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I still, I want everyone to like me. Right. Uh, so if you, in my head, I think I, uh, I took no as, oh, maybe you wouldn't like me anymore. So maybe I've damaged the relationship and I valued, uh, customers saying like, Oh, Andrea, you're amazing. You're so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And so I realized that in my pursuit of wanting that admiration or, you know, that ha- having people like me, etc., that what I was doing was putting my needs ahead of, ahead of theirs, which my needs were, I don't want to, I don't want to feel the sting of rejection. Right. So instead I will pick and choose what things I show to you so that, I know I just get all the yeses. I get none of the no's. And if you find out later that, you know, maybe there was an option I didn't mention, you know, oh, well. And then I realized that I was really personalizing the whole thing and that I needed to allow people to decide for themselves and that that even when they were rejecting something that had to do with me like even today dylan people are like go for no this is stupidest book i've ever heard (laughs) i've ever read you know or i don't i don't like them or whatever i mean when you're out there like if a speaker or you're out there on social media these days i mean you're just going to get critics you're just going to get haters it's just a fact of life but i've so learned that that's all about the rejector, right? Not the rejectee that that's that person's beliefs. And so I embrace it. Like I really, really embrace it. And that changed everything that took some time. That part always takes a little bit of time, the The setting no goals and getting into action that I was really good with. And so that helped me get the results I wanted, which also helped the, like the emotional part, but the emotional part took a lot longer.
0: Right. Yeah. Act, not taking things personally, realizing yeah. that things are not about you, but about the person that's you know, committing the act. <laughs> if yes. you will. So, exactly. um, but no, I guess is, I, is there a, you know, such thing as taking going for no too far? Like how persistent would you say that people should be? Uh, when is no simply the end? Um, yeah. What would you say?
1: <sighs> that's a great question. So I think what it is, is if somebody's qualified for what you have, um, then I don't think I, I think they should forever remain someone who you might pursue. But at some point also at the same so I say it in the same breath as I say, sometimes you just have to cut your losses and move on, right? And and that's the that's the art part of sales um and business is learning like when is it time just to give up. So a lot of times um uh First thing is really understand if you're talking to somebody who's qualified. I see a lot of people in sales in general who will pursue something and they don't even really know if this person is able to give them the yes, right? And so, or a a good fit for what they have. So they'll have this lead, they'll have this person and it will be something that they want to, that they're pursuing, but it's turns out to be just a big waste of time. So if you do have somebody who's qualified, and you do make those a, a few attempts. And sometimes, I mean, it's got to be a lot more than most people think. Eight to 10, you know, attempts, retries, often in a short period. And then if you can put, put that person on maybe a drip campaign of some kind to k- kind of build that relationship, which builds trust, I think that's the way to do it. And then you can also do the... Uh, I know some people hate this, but it's kind of like that set, I'm, I'm setting you free breakup email, call it what you want, but like a <laughs> hey you're, you know I, I've i noticed this isn't you're not getting back to me so this obviously isn't a priority for you right now. If it becomes a priority I'm absolutely here, but uh, I'll, you know this will yeah. be my last call. Right. And, and that frees you up to pursue people who are ready. And I, I think that depending on the business that you're in and for, you know, for what you do, I think it's probably better to do that sooner than later.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, the, the mental and emotional disconnect that happens when somebody actually does say no is co- a completely different experience than when someone is dragging you on and saying maybe, and you're not you might, you maybe are hanging on to maybe with hope that sometime it's going to come through and be a, you know, be a yes. But the reality is nobody's ever going to be more excited about the service that you're offering than when they're right there with you. And you're asking the questions that are building the need and, you know, they understand the value and what it is. Um, but in that being said, right, there's a lot of people, I mean, in in our business and in sales in general, where it's just like, some days it's like, Hey, I feel like everybody's going to buy, everybody's getting this back to back to back to back to back. And then there's some days where it's just like, you can't give a policy away, right? And right. I guess when someone just really cannot seem to get a yes, what would you say they should do?
1: Yes, um, you should quit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, give up. <laughs> kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those streaks, those streaks happen, and it's in those in those moments where you have to remember that just like you have the streaks of nos, um, you have the streaks of yeses. If you've had success doing what you've done, then the the only answer is just to keep going and, and to, just to keep the faith and the belief. Um, sometimes I see people who they're at the beginning and they're testing things. And if you just get nothing but no's, no after no after no, then get a mentor and figure out where your gap is. What, what are you doing wrong? You may be talking to the wrong group of people type of person. Uh, maybe your approach isn't something that's recommended. You know, a lot of times people um, come into businesses and they want to do it their way, right? I've got this magical way. I'm not going to do it the way everybody else is doing it. And it's like, and they want to come up with their own formula. And I know that's good. That's the entrepreneur in a lot of people, but there are tried and true formulas sometimes. And so if somebody is getting a lot of no's, I caution them Make sure that you are doing the best practices for your industry. And if you are, then it's just a slump and you've got to change your state, put on some awesome music, go for a walk, take <laughs> a break, right? Just kind of let it, let it go. And the next attempt has nothing to do with the last ones. It's a whole new thing. And weirdly, those streaks do happen. So you, again, you just have to go back to keeping the faith. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, no, I mean, all, yeah, all of the stuff that you've, you've shared today, all the stuff that's in your book is it applies so completely and directly to what we do. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on and just taking some time to share a different perspective or just to hear for people to hear a different voice about what it is to actually go for no. And, uh, cause yeah, no's are inevitable in order to get to your yeses. Um, any kind of last minute thoughts, uh, conversations, things to bring up that would make sense to add a lot of value to the people that might be listening.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, one of the things that I love to challenge people to do, I did this in a go for no challenge group that I had um, last year was uh, challenge yourself to just be an asker. And so go for no everywhere you can, (laughs) you you can have fun, like you can have fun, make it a life philosophy. And this is just a way to build your confidence. So if you are somewhere weird and um, it's like, Oh, I, 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 I think I could ask for this crazy thing Um, or I think I could um, ask for this. Maybe you go to a restaurant and there's like, they sit you back at the water, horrible water station, you know, in the very back and there's the cute table up front that you want. We'll ask for that because the worst that you could get is no, because you're still, I mean, you could end up at the water station anyway. So ask. And that pra- that builds the practice of just learning to ask and learning to do things that are a little uncomfortable, a little outside your comfort zone. And it's amazing how when you do that practice, it it makes you better in all aspects of your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. One thing that we talk about all the time is, is how life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you respond to it. And uh, you know, if you can learn how to respond to these no's better by simply right doing what you're talking about, which is practicing like, hey, let me let me see if I can get a no right here in this odd situation that I wouldn't normally, you know, go out of my way or out of my comfort zone to approach, <laughs> you know, that that can give you an opportunity to look at those things differently, right?
1: Absolutely. I like to ask the, uh, bake people at the bakery of the, of my grocery store for, um, the little cookies that they give out to children, um, <laughs> because I like cookies and it just pushes me outside my comfort zone. So it's a win-win if I don't get a cookie, I didn't, I really don't need one. So right. <laughs> it's a win no matter what happens. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for taking time. You are, you're great. And I, I think this would be really helpful for a lot of people. So thanks for taking time.
1: Absolutely. Dylan. Thanks for having me.
0: This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.